105 KSTP-FM St. Paul HD2 and on scorenorth.com. Proud sponsor of the Score North Studios, TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Okay, lost one down. Deep right center field. Hit to the gap. There you go. Up and gone. Jake Caves first of the year, and it's two to nothing. Dick Bramer with the call on Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. The magic number is 78. I'm Rami Makloff along with twins reporter Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill. Our exact location in Bombasota this afternoon is in CHS Field with you for another hour. And then it'll be a Purple Daily Vikings talk and Matthew Collar back in the saddle for that one. Coming up a little later this hour, we'll talk with uh, the voice of Saints baseball, Sean Aronson. And there should be Saints baseball out here tonight at CHS Field. We expect the rain to, uh, to move on through, right? That's awfully optimistic of you, but yes, I feel the same way. I think that's what the forecast said. I think it's picked up already. I think it's... Is it still raining? doesn't look like it is. I think it's been off and on spitting. But anyways, I do think that by game time tonight, less certain is if Score North's Danny Cunningham is going to get his pregame round of BP in and try to take him deep to straight center. Uh, I think he said left center. He said 345. I don't care what he said. He's not <laughs> <taking him> deep. <laughs> Sorry, I love you, Danny, but you're not taking anybody deep tonight. I think I... Think I I might be able to go down left field line with an aluminum bat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If aluminum you get, bat right down the left field line, maybe. If you get the giant springy bat and the juicy Major League Baseball, then sure. Yeah, then, then you know, Texas leaguers become home runs down the left field line. But I, I think a wood bat against a BP pitcher is a little bit different story. We are through the, uh, the first round of voting in Major League Baseball's uh, all-star voting. They're calling these the, uh, the primaries, right? Yeah, we're really excited to compare ourselves to the election. Major League Baseball. <laughs> that's what people want. That's, that's, is more election stuff. That's what the focus group exactly. told them, I guess. <laughs> right. They're like, what are, what are Americans not sick of? The focus group was a leg. Elections. That's how we should model the All-Star game voting afterward. So uh, this is how it's going to work. There are now three finalists for all eight positions, or nine positions in the American League, right? There is a DH vote. Yep. And, and then, then outfield, you get your top nine. Top nine. Position agnostic. So uh, this is this is where we stand now. Catcher, no twins involved there. It's uh, Robinson Chirinos of the Astros, James McCann of the White Sox, and Gary Sanchez of the Yankees. Do you think if Mitch Garver doesn't have the injury problems and continues to produce the way that he did, that he's in the mix for this, or is the platoon uh, too much to overcome I say boo! How can the Twins catcher not be a top three finalist? I thought, and uh, Jason Castro he was, was in well, it. He was at in there, first. wasn't he, he? The first update that I saw had Castro either second or third in there. But who did you say? Sanchez, Chirinos? Sanchez, Chirinos, and McCann from McCann. the White Sox. Yeah, all right. I mean, good players. I'm not going to try to argue it, and I'm not all star snub guy. But, yeah, frankly, it's a little ridiculous that Jason Castro or Mitch Garver is not getting consideration. Do there. either of you know if James McCann is related to Brian McCann? 
I don't think they are. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I don't think, think they are. Because Brian McCann is the sheriff of the uh, baseball fun police, so I'm just wondering, oh. I'm wondering if he has... Uh, so he'd have a real ruse, reason to root against the family. <laughs> yeah, I think Manny's right on this. I don't well, think there's a relation. Okay. Yeah, and Brian McCann's also the primary reason why they put a limit on... Uh, why baseball put a limit on mound visits. Mount visits. <laughs> oh, yeah, during the right. World Series in 2017 against the Dodgers, he was basically Brian, going yeah. back to the mound Every other pitch. Hey, I really thought he was just trying to get his ten thousand steps. It's uh, not, <laughs> it's not good for the uh, entertainment factor. But every time a pitcher can reload that chamber a little bit and just fire that next bullet just with a little bit more purpose and intent, it's good for the for the pitcher. Anyway, I say nothing of his fielders. But anyways, I'm getting sidetracked here. Mitch Garver without that high ankle sprain. Still would have needed to been written in because the way oh, Major right. League Baseball, yeah. despite how futuristic they are on some things, one, they think they can't call a strike zone with technology, and two, they think that only starters, p- people who were the opening day starter at their position, should be the default option on the election ballot. So some 400,000 people scroll through and see, oh, yeah, Twins catcher must be having a good year. Yeah, I'll vote Jason Castro. They don't have the bandwidth. To Mitch, put up two right, catchers right, for a team. Come Boy, on. Come on, Derek. They've got to be hurting a lot harder than I thought then because Mitch Garver was having a hell of a season, legitimately one of the best hitters in the American League, and for him to need like a write-in ballot, look, he's going to get his next year. He'll probably be your twin starting catcher. That way he'll be the default option when Major League Baseball goes with the election thing again next year for some reason. But yeah, absolutely one of those guys should be consideration in consideration, and it's a little disappointing that they're not. First base, there is a twin involved there, and first and first, does this mean he got the most votes if he's if he's listed as number one? Are they going alphabetical? The or, or, uh, yeah, I don't know. C.J. Crone, Carlos Santana, and Luke Voigt. Uh, are the three first basemen who will move on to the final vote. The only reason I don't love C.J. Crone's chances here is uh, Minnesota versus New York in terms of market size and fan base and therefore votes. It's like how Yao Ming always led... In, in votes for the yeah. NBA All-Star the year because he, he had all of China he, behind him. He didn't play a game. In, right. in the seasons where he didn't play at all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice to have that kind of support. C.J. Crone's going to have to fight uphill, too, because not exactly a household name. I'm not saying Luke Voigt is around the country, but, you know, Carlos Santana is. That's that's a name you've known. And Santana's that, right? having a great year. Yeah, and so uh, C.J. Crone, good for him to be a finalist. I don't know where that's going to go, but you tip your cap not only to the Twins for unearthing that gem, but for C.J. Crone for being that gem. He's a big reason why the Twins are where they are right now, and good for him that he's getting a little all-star love for that. Second base, no Jonathan Scope. Your three uh, finalists there are uh, Altuve of the Astros, Tommy LaStella from the Angels, and DJ LeMahieu from the Yankees. I don't think you can really argue with that. No argument from me. Scope's a nice find, too. Scope was worth consideration, but I'm totally okay with him not being one of the one of the three finals. Tommy right? Listello, one of the premier power hitters in baseball, as you well know, Rami. Jose Altuve, one of the best players in baseball for years. Yeah, I got, I got, you can't really take any exception to what's happened at second base. At shortstop, there is a twin involved there. It's Carlos Correa. I think he got the most votes among shortstops. Jorge Polanco, two, and Glaber Torres, the aforementioned 
number three. Again, Polanco at a bit of a disadvantage. He's having a better season than both of these guys, and if the All-Star game was based purely on merit, Jorge Polanco would be your starting shortstop for the American League, and there would be no question about it. But he's up against a guy who plays in New York, the largest market in the country, and a guy with a lot more name recognition, name value in Carlos Correa. When this comes down to a vote of just three guys, I think Jorge Polanco... Polanco finds himself at a disadvantage, which really sucks, because if anybody on this Twins team deserves to be starting in the All-Star game, it's Jorge Polanco. This is the guy who needs your support, Twins fans. Uh, it deserves to go, obviously, and don't think he'd be the kind of guy that, uh, you know, manager, coaching staff, however they're doing the secondary and filling the bench and whatever, I don't think he's exactly the kind of player you'd grab from that pool. So he needs to be voted in to go to the All-Star game, in my opinion. And uh, clearly deserves it. I mean, there's some people talking about him. I know there's a guy who plays in Southern California who's pretty good at baseball, Mike Trout, um, probably going to win the American League MVP. But Jorge Polanco's put himself in that conversation. There are some people talking about Polanco as a potential MVP candidate. The, the offensive numbers jump off the page, and he's sort of a leader of a surprising turnaround Twins team. That's a pretty good recipe for a lot of people to get some love in that category. I don't think he'll win MVP, but it would be a pretty nice honor as a sort of fallback to that to go to your first All-Star game and represent the Twins. 36 games in a row he has reached base. You'll take it. 36 games in a row. (laughs) That's pretty good. And he was, uh, last time I checked, this was more than a week ago now, so these things change, but he was leading American League shortstops in average in on-base percentage and in slugging percentage. And for my stats nerds out there, he was also leading in weighting on-base average, so weighted on-base. So that's, it's really, really, A, it was hard to project how great of a season Polanco was going to have, but B, it's hard to ignore how important he's been for your first-place Twins. Third base, no Twins. It's Bregman from uh, Houston, Hunter Dozier of the Royals, and Gio Urshela of the uh, New York Yankees. It's weird how there's a Yankee at every position, isn't it? It's weird how they were all backups at the start of the season. Strange. (laughs) Were those all write-ins, too, then? Uh, That's a good question. No, look, I bet you you can pull some strings if you live in New York, and you can say, hey, this guy... This guy's been hurt all year. Well, they got Aaron Judge voted in for crying out loud, and Manny, as you well know, that guy, we'll get to him when we talk outfielders, but that guy hadn't played a whole lot this year, and he's one of the top nine outfield vocators. I'm sure you don't, pull, you don't get strings when you live in Lower Town St. Paul in Bombasota, but you get to pull some strings if you live in Manhattan. So I would just say, even if they were backups, Probably got that guy put on the primary ballot. You mentioned the outfielders. It's uh, Mookie Betts of Boston, Michael Brantley of the Astros, Joey Gallo of the Rangers, Aaron Judge of the Yankees, somehow Austin Meadows of the Rays, Josh Reddick of the Astros, Eddie Rosario of the Twins, George Springer of the Astros, and Mike Trout of the Angels are your outfield candidates for the final vote. Manny, you well know how many home runs that guy have. You, in our Score North Dinger draft before the season, took Aaron Judge with the first overall pick. How has that panned out for you? Not well. He has five home runs this year. And yet, here he is. Yeah. A leading, one of the leading vote-getters in the American League outfield on name recognition alone. I am not someone who gets... Offended is maybe the wrong word, but but I'll, I'll use it for want of a better term here. Offended or outraged by last year when Eddie Rosario narrowly misses the All-Star game, what's the easy story? The easy hometown story is 
Rosario gets snubbed. Great year. Shame on you, baseball. I love Rosario. Print. I don't get offended. It's like, yeah, did he deserve to be an all-star game? Sure. But there were other players who were also very deserving, and Barrios got to go instead. What are you going to do? In this case, it's frustrating when name value does propel you up over the top of somebody having a better season. Who's having a better year, Aaron Judge or Max Kepler? Max Kepler, and he's not going to get a sniff at the All-Star game because Judge plays for the Yankees and has had some good seasons in the past. I don't get worked up because it's, I mean, it's a game, it's a meaningless game. It's an exhibition. It's the best All-Star game in sports, it is. Rami. No, it is. I agree with you. I love, I love watching the All-Star game, but at the end of the day, especially now that they took home field advantage in the World Series off of it, it doesn't mean anything. It's an exhibition game, and it's meant for entertainment. It's meant for fun. So whoever the people voted in is who they're entertained by, who they have fun watching. So God bless. But I get mad, and I get a little bit mad for those guys because that's the only recognition that they really get as far as standing out amongst their peers. I wish there was something in baseball like there is in football. Guys don't really care if they make the Pro Bowl other than whatever clauses it may kick into their contract. <laughs> yeah, what, that's they, not what they really care about, though, as far as recognition and standing out amongst their peers is the All-Pro team, which is voted on by by writer by NFL writers. So there, it's it's based on merit. It's based on accomplishment. It's not a popularity contest. It's not the size of the market that you play on. And it actually it actually means something. It means that you've accomplished something at the highest level. I, w- I wish there was some way for these guys to be recognized in that. There's no way Jorge Polanco should not be recognized for being better than the rest of his peers at shortstop. And if he's not going to get it in the All-Star game, there should be some other avenue for those guys to get that recognition. Well, maybe he just didn't run a very good campaign ahead of the election. He needs to fire his campaign manager and get on board. We, we do have one more twin involved in the All-Star voting, and it's Nelson Cruz, designated hitter, along with J.D. Martinez and Hunter yeah. Pence. You know, Nelson Cruz having a great year at 38. Another big reason why the Twins are where they are. He missed some time with an injury. But unlike Polanco, Cruz is going to get the bump of having the name recognition. People know Nelly Cruz around the country. They love sure. him in Seattle. I'm sure they love him in Texas. I don't know what they think about him in Baltimore. It was a short stint there, whatever. But he is a beloved feared slugger across the game. So he, he's got a shot. I think he's got a shot. I think Rosario's got a shot and should. Um, boy, it's it's going to be a tough putt, even though Polanco deserves it, even though Crone has played his way into deserving it. It's going to be tougher for those guys. A kind of an uphill climb from my perspective, from where I sit. Um, but look, the Twins deserve to have more than four reps go to the All-Star game. This is one of the best teams in baseball. They've played like it. And I guess I don't get rankled by these kinds of things. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it tonight. But Max Kepler should be there, too. How do you guys feel about every team being represented? I love it. I don't like it. I love it. I think it's important. Really? Yeah. Because I'm not a fan of it. If you're in Kansas City, why would you watch the rest of the the Major League season? Yeah, but if there was somebody you really wanted to see in the All-Star game in Kansas City, you'd have voted that guy in. Well... steering clear of the fact that Kansas City was the club that wrote the computer yeah. script a couple of years ago to get all Royals voted in, and Omar, Omar Frickin' Infante, Omar Infante was starting was at second like base. And, yeah. 
<laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll just dodge the joke for a quick second and say if I'm a Kansas City baseball fan, that matters to me. I wanna see my guy go to the all star game. Was it was it just last year? Yeah, last year. The twins were eh. Okay, Cleveland's the class of the division. Rosario's having a good season. And Barrios got to go. How cool was it to see Barrios pitching an all-star game in a season that you don't have a whole lot of other things to really be pulling for? I, I think as long as it's an exhibition, I want to see every city, every state, every team or territory, every uh, Bomba Soda region I feel like this have is, somebody uh, in there. I feel like that's a, this is a participation trophy society that, Every team gets an all star. Like I, I, there's a certain there's a certain amount that you have to do as a fan to 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 be. It's kind of like what I was saying about the Mont- Montreal as a as a baseball market. You didn't earn a baseball team. You had one, and you failed at supporting it, and that's why they're not there now. If you fail to vote your guys into the all star game, then you failed to get. Then obviously you didn't have that much interest in the All Star Game to begin with. You, how many people are you getting to watch from Kansas City? Which I don't know why we use Kansas City as an example. But how many people? Are, baseball team and the Twins just. Split how many with people them? are you getting to watch from Kansas City because you picked one of their? It's not about the viewership. Their bullpen. It's not about viewership. It's about you pride in your team, in your city, in your state, whatever. I think that there's a real element there of relating to it. And who am I to say? If you're uh, if you're a Twins fan in Egan and you watch every single game and you listen to the Score North First Place Twins show, why do you care that Luke Voigt is going to get more votes because he plays for the Yankees? Like, do you deserve less of an investment, less of an opinion? Does your opinion matter less because there aren't as many people in Bombasota that are going to vote for C.J. Crone? No, I don't think that you compare them based on votes and market size. I think that there's something to hang your hat on as a Twins fan seeing number of guys, in this case, potentially as many as four, go represent your club for the All-Star team. I think that matters. When it's, when it's earned. Yeah. yeah the, the, I mean, the only thing I will say is I just remember when Mark Redmond made the All-Star team representing the Kansas City Royals, and he had an ERA over five yeah, so, at the All-Star break. But there aren't, like, to your point, Rami, participation trophies. There, how many guys can you be offended by over the past, let's say, five years that are like, that guy's not an all-star? Every club has at least one superstar. Star, anyway. I wouldn't say superstar. But, like, Hunter Dozier is a star player. Sure. Uh, you know, pick another bad baseball team, and I'll be able to name one guy off the top of my head that's like, that dude's awesome. So if I'm a fan of that club, to say nothing of the players, by the way, who do probably get contract bonuses and elevated status the next time free agency comes up or trade talks happen, that matters to the players. For the fans, from their perspective, I think this matters. You get to go see your guy, the guy you cheer for on your uh, on the tickets that you bought with some hard-earned money, and you go cheer for him at, let's say, Target Field in a down season. It means something to see him step out on an all-star game field. That's that's important, too. I will say this, and I don't think baseball was trying to to fix the, the fact that it's a popularity contest and it rewards big markets with this new all-star voting format. That's not what they were going for. They just wanted more buzz around all-star voting. They wanted but clicks. If anything, this, this aids big markets and aids oh, yeah. star power because it's one thing for – a Yankees player, or for uh, I'm just looking for the most, or for a Mike Trout to compete against the rest of the country sure. in All Star voting. But when you narrow it down to just a Yankee versus 
to other cities at basically every position because the market is that large or you you take a a Mookie Betts against although he's deserving but I'm just saying yeah, from yeah, a yeah. name value standpoint against the rest of the country versus eight other outfielders the scale tilts that much more in favor of large markets in favor of stars with who already have the name right. recognition who, who's having a better year Eddie Rosario or Aaron Judge Who's going to get voted in to start the All-Star Aaron Judge, probably. That's all I'm saying. Speaking of All-Star Games, you guys, the uh, American Association All-Star Game and festivities come back to CHS Field Monday, July 22nd, and Tuesday, July 23rd. That's where we are today. For tickets and more information, visit saintsbaseball.com. We're going to talk with Sean Aronson, the voice of Saints Baseball. After a short break, you're listening to the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. The magic number is 78, and we're back right after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Because the Viking... My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business. Business to protect yours. Twin Show, also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Games Minneapolis returns to U.S. Bank Stadium August 1st through the 4th, featuring four days of the world's best action sports, music, and festival experience. Don't miss the greatest action sports athletes on the planet and musical performances from Incubus, P.O.S., and the Wu-Tang Clan, and more. Tickets and more information at xgames.com slash tickets. Thank you, Lindsay. It is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 78. I'm Rami Makloff along with Twins reporter Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill, live from CHS Field. That's our exact location in Bombasota. There will be Saints baseball tonight for all things St. Paul Saints related, including all-star festivities, which are coming to town July 22nd and 23rd. Visit SaintsBaseball.com. And joining us now on the show, he is the voice of Saints baseball, Sean Aronson. Sean, thanks uh, for joining us again, man. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I, I love this. The uh, the first place twin show. It's also the first place Saints segment right here. Yeah. You got two first place baseball teams in, in your backyard here. I'm just curious. You guys have a better pulse on this than I do because I have no idea what goes on in Major League Baseball during our season. Are people jumping off yet? The bandwagon? They did split the series in Kansas City. They were oh, only no. up eight games. Are people freaking out <laughs> oh, right no. now? There's no jumping off. Okay, I just I didn't know the rest of the uh, with, with Twins fans. I, I lived here 13 years. Yeah. I I feel like people get freaked out. Like any time a team around here loses a game or two. Oh, Sean, and they go crazy. I'm not saying there's no freakouts. Yeah, the freakouts <laughs> are happening on, on the. Gotcha. Bandwagon. Okay. We still, right. have, we still have a lot of people that are still in like that football mode. Yeah. Just when. They lose one game and everybody's just yeah. in a panic. It's impressive. I'll tell you what, from yeah. from afar, it's impressive to watch what they've done. I, I, I we couldn't be happier. I mean, it's a baseball community, and, and what the Twins have done is unbelievable. It's taken everybody by storm. They're the best story in baseball right now. I mean, there, I wouldn't call it a freak out, but there are more people who, in my in my opinion, yeah. people can react however they want to react. 
are more worried about an eight-game lead at this point in the season <laughs> sure. than they should be about an eight-game lead. That's Charles true. Problem. That's, That's true. true. <laughs> no, I, I completely understand. I understand it. But you mentioned the Saints in first place. Things uh, obviously going well so far. Yeah, this season, for huh? us, a, a 686 win percentage. Uh, it's 24 and 11, two and a half game lead in the division, and it's it, it's been fun. It's been great. I, I won't say. We've played, uh, you know, 35, 36 games of great baseball. Um, but at the end of the season, nobody asks you how you won the games, just that you won them. And, and so that's where we're at right now. It's, 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 it's a joy to, to watch a team that goes out, competes hard, uh, wins the games that they're supposed to, and can pull out the tight ones as well. We were talking stats off there. I'm a stats yeah. guy, Sean. Uh, we were talking a little bit about Max Murphy and his performance. Mm-hmm. Former Twins draft pick, and he's just been incredible for you guys. Lately. Yeah, dear Twins, wait till the end of the season before you grab him from us, please. <laughs> I'd like for the guy to finish out the season, do well. Don't don't take him back until the season's over. Um, no, he he had a ridiculous week. He was just named uh, Player of the Week uh, in the association this oh, year, the nice. American Association. Uh, he had he had a seven RBI game uh, to start the week off. He homered six times during the week. Uh, he doubled in every game but one. He scored a run in every game, uh, and he had a multi-hit game in every game this week. It was absolutely incredible. He hit over 500 for the week. Uh, it, it was, and he leads the league in home runs. He's got 12 homers for a guy that really is not known as a big home run guy in his career. I mean, he's got some pop. But uh, he ambushes better than anyone I've ever seen. Okay. And, and for people out there that don't know what that term means, basically he's our leadoff guy. He's our leadoff hitter. He will take that first pitch, and he will hack at it, and he'll either hit it 450 feet or he'll look silly trying to swing at it. Sure. But he tries to ambush the pitcher on that first pitch, and it's worked out for him more times than not the this year. anti-Joe Maurer approach. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I, you know, I spent a season, or I should say a half a season, in the Florida State League. I was in, with the Fort Myers Miracle. Sure. So I spent a half a season with, with Joe Maurer. I called... 10% of his minor league home runs, which wow. is to say nice. one of his 10 home runs <laughs> in the minor leagues. I got to call in, in, in Fort Myers. It was right down the left field line between the pole and right over the wall, which would be a home run exactly the way you would expect. Sure. Opposite field, barely over the wall. But, uh, but yeah, it was, he, was, yeah. he was great. He I was, was going to say, of course it was to left field. But you bring up Murphy, and you, I think you're only half joking when you say, please, Twins, don't take him <laughs> back from us. You, get a, you guys notice a lot of scouts presence at some of these games Sean? yeah 100 percent we uh and, and it'll be flooded here for the all-star game i know sure. you guys have done a great job promoting that for us as well but uh you know scouts from all over will come down and descend on chs field to to scout all the all-stars but yeah we'll get anywhere from i'd say two to four on a given night especially if there's someone that people sure. want to look at and now that the draft is over now you start to see the scouts even more so they're they're all over because what you're going to have is you're going to have the trade deadline coming up at the end of July. And then, so you're going to need to fill your roster spots with, you know, independent players or, or other guys out there. And so we'll start to see more and more scouts as the deadline gets closer because the scouts will be, you know, the Twins have sent scouts to uh, other teams in the major leagues, but they'll send them here as well. Um, and, and so, yeah, we get anywhere between two to four per game. Sounds like uh, at least one St. Paul Saint is yeah. headed to the All-Star game. Would, would I be right in <laughs> assuming Max Murphy is headed to the All-Star game? We were just talking about yeah. tw- which twins might be All-Star bound. Well, here's the great thing. So the, the, the way it's done in this league is the managers that made the championship series last year, the managers of the team, 
we made the championship series, so George Samus will, will manage the North Division team, and the game is here. So anyone that's not voted in, George can just turn around and say, I'm just taking <laughs> half my guys. And <laughs> also, you know, no one's got to pay for a flight. Here it is. No, but there are some, there are some deserving guys. There really are. And, and I think the ballots go out in a week or so. And, uh, yeah, uh, we'll, I'd probably be shocked if there weren't uh, five to seven guys on the All-Star team this We year. were talking about big markets and major league stuff in the ballot box, so Aaron Judge can make sure. it in a final vote. We have luxury here since the All-Star game is in our backyard in St. Paul. How can we stuff the ballot uh, box? I wish you could. I wish there was actually a ballot process. Oh, where, no, yeah. we don't get to. But, no, there, there, is, it's, it, there is a vote done by the, the managers of each team okay. and then one media member from each team. So it's, it's, you know, it's a small vote so, at 24. But you, you can flood the Twitter side to, to George to let him know for go. all the guys that, that you want him to pick up Put some pressure that, that he gets the decision to make. So, <laughs> By the way, can, can we start a campaign – where the Twin Cities is not considered a small market anymore, or I yeah, don't know I'm what you guys consider. It's unbelievable. I've been here 13 years now, and, and it, I feel like we're in market 180 here, the way people talk about it. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are in the 14th, 15th largest media market around here, and fans and everybody else act like it's the smallest market out there. I mean, it's unbelievable to, to listen to people talk. I just, well, want, I just want them to hold... Their fandom and and the people that run teams more accountable. If if you yelled and screamed a little bit more about getting guys or getting certain players or having winning products, I think you would see that happen more. All you got to do is look on the East Coast and how much they yell and scream, and it forces the ownership to do stuff. <laughs> we stretch pretty far geographically too. It's kind of the other nice thing about this big media market. Yeah, you got to stop with the Minnesota nice when it comes to the team. Start yelling and screaming. That's all I'm saying. Start yelling and screaming. I love it. I love yeah, it. You, I know there's pent up energy there. Take it out. Somewhere. <laughs> Where are you from? Where did you grow Originally, up? Originally, uh, Southern California. So, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm about 35 miles north of Los Angeles. I was born and raised well, they there. They don't scream about sports. No, out they don't. There. We're pretty they laid just back. Go to the beach yeah, when the team's no, bad, right? It's true. It's it's pretty laid back over there. Although I'll tell you what, as a, as a diehard Dodger fan, sorry, Twins fans, but as a diehard Dodger fan, it has been brutal and excruciating the last couple of years, and it's it's World Series or bust yep. for the Dodgers this year. And, and all I'm asking for them to do is grab a couple of arms in the bullpen. Don't touch the starting staff. <laughs> the, the offense is incredible. You get two arms in that bullpen, and I'll feel as confident as can be. But uh, That sounds like a familiar design. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's true. Right you know, although if you're the Twins, you yeah, could add yeah. another starter. I mean, their offense is solid all the, all the way around, but sure. you could add another starter, and obviously rumors have been floating around about a number of different pitchers but yeah pitching is always what everybody wants so and you you played a little bit in high school did you yeah, not yeah if you call what i did playing <laughs> but yes i uh, i went to i went to granada hills high school home of john elway john elway graduated from my high school some 15 20 years or whatever it was before me uh, ryan braun actually went to uh, granada hills high school oh, so, really uh, yep ryan braun so he was he was after me and uh and yeah, my my last high school hit came off of a future. He was like a 14-year major leaguer in John Garland. So that was my that's my that's really? my only claim to fame right there. Is any sort cool. of athletic ability was my final high school hit came off of John Garland of Kennedy High School. So my claim it. to fame. Sorry to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, no, Sean. go ahead. Please, you should. When I start talking about my <laughs> no, 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 because no, you're not going to want to hear where I was going with this next yeah. point. I played for Bloomington Jefferson yeah. before I was cut. Brad Hand pitched for Chaska. He was a star there at the time. So my claim to fame was 
I watched Brad Hand striking people out. <laughs> yeah, right. <There> <laughs> That's as good as it gets for me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I imagine when you go to the same high school as John Elway, the walls are just plastered with John Elway. Are they not? Yeah, and they they after I graduated, they they went back and named the uh, the stadium after after him, the the football stadium over there um, after John Elway. So I he never came back in my four years or my three years, I guess. There, he never came back. Uh, to participate in the alumni game. He came at, uh, the year before and the year after I left. So. At the Diamond has Sean Aronson's name. No, no. I, it, no. I, I, can't, I can't even get a, a bench or a toilet named after me. Trust me. I've been trying to get a statue of myself in this ballpark. Are you kidding me? I've been, I've been here 13 years. You're I can't get anything. Run. Yeah. Well, hey, we've been around enough. We're here on opening day to know that, that Saints baseball can be a little crazy, yeah. and it's hectic, and it's a uh, round-the-clock job for you, Sean. How does that dial up here in the month leading up to the St. Paul's All-Star game? Yeah, it's look, it's it's crazy for all of us, and and especially our, our general manager, Derek Scherr, has joked, well, it's just another game, and I'm like, no, it's not yeah. just another game. There's a lot of work that goes into this. Uh, but look, it's it's a chance to showcase this amazing ballpark. It's a chance to showcase this amazing city. Uh, we have executives from all the, the, the other 11 teams that descend upon this area. Um, the fans come out in droves. But on, on Monday night, uh, July 22nd, it's All-Star Monday. Um, Adam Thielen and, and friends, uh, so everyone knows Adam Thielen is. I don't need to go through that. But um, him and, and NFL players will be out here at a charity softball event. Uh, festivities start at sec- 6.30, and then we'll go into the Home Run Derby after that, which, again, uh, and we've got some, some things we're working on for the Home Run Derby, so it's not just your normal run-of-the-mill Home Run Derby. Okay. And then a concert, which... We are hoping this week to announce who it is, and I'd, I'd even love to give you a little hint, but I don't even know who it is. Okay. I don't. They, I am not in on those talks at all, so I have no <laughs> idea who it is. Uh, Beyonce, call us. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's baseball. That's right. But uh, and then Tuesday at seven oh five is the All Star Game. Again, you'll get the chance to see the best players in the American Association. Most of these guys were in affiliated ball. I mean, they were Double A, Triple A, some former big leaguers as well. So it's a chance to see some some really good talent. And and some of these guys won't be in this league after the All Star Game because they'll get their contracts purchased. Oh. There will be scouts from all over here, uh, you know, checking these players out. And you can find out more about all that at Saints baseball.com real quick before yeah, I let you go sure. uh, you mentioned the home run derby mm-hmm. coming here to CHS field our guy Danny Cunningham he's our he's our Wolves reporter he hosts some shows on, on the station he's gonna he's supposed to take batting practice with sure. the team today yeah. he thinks and he's he's a, he's a young guy 25 right 25, okay. yeah. athletic yeah. but I don't think he plays organized baseball anywhere does he no or so. has any time recently okay. he thinks with a wooden bat he can go yard here at CHS Field, and not even like right down the left field line, three thirty yard. He's talking like left center, three forty five, over the fence. What would you say are the chances of somebody who doesn't play at the level that the St. Paul Saints play of going over over left field well, at CHS? And I don't know his athletic background. Here's what I'll say: if if he has if he has swung it, let's say at the college level or something like that, then then yeah, I mean it's it's simple batting practice. If it's a guy like me who, you know, I stand all of five feet, five inches tall and 145 pounds dripping wet, no chance to get it out of the infield. So, you know, it's, it just it depends. But I, I hope he can. I mean, that's that's a highlight for anyone, right? You just poke it out. You can brag to your friends. You can post it all over social he said, media. He's, he said if he gets it out, he should get a one-day contract is what he said to me in a private conversation. 
kitchen. I'll sign him to a one-day contract of helping us pull the tarp. And <laughs> <laughs> probably a little more qualified to do that one. That's Sean Aronson. He is the voice of Saints baseball. Again, all-star festivities coming here to CHS Field Monday, July 22nd, Tuesday, July 23rd. Tickets and more information at saintsbaseball.com. Sean, appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. I just want to tease one thing. You're going to have Mike Vick on later on. Yeah, on this. that's right. It's going to be the most incredible conversation that will be, be had. It's it, unbelievable. It He's was last guy. time, He's and I can really verify. Incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. So really thank you for funny. having me on, guys. That'll, I appreciate be, it. that'll be on Mackie and Judd with Rami later today with our guy, Rami Makloff. Yes, it will. Right here on Score North on 1500 and that handy-dandy Score North mobile app, the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks to magic number 78, and we're back right after this. Talking with Buck. Twin Show. Bomba. On Score North and scorenorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. A drive to right field off the bat of Polanco. Hit a long way and gone. Polanco hits number 11. And the Twins jump out in front. That call on Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. The magic number is 78. I'm Robbie Makloff along with Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill. We are live out at CHS Field where uh, the Saints should be playing tonight. I see the sun peeking through the clouds here, yeah. gentlemen. So I think uh, it's looking it's looking more and more like there will be baseball here tonight. Promising tonight and less than a month away, they've got the American Association all-star game here that'll be held at St. CHS Field, home of the Saints in uh, Lower Town, St. Paul, which is a subdivision of Bombasota. And go to saintsbaseball.com for more info on that and all things St. Paul Saints related. We started off the show talking about where this team stands now and kind of how it makes sense that they have hit a bit of a rough patch here because of some of the injuries that they have. I don't know that they actually I know that they don't miss anybody that's out right now as much as they miss Byron Buxton, Derek. Would you agree with that? He changes things, man. He changes the dynamic of obviously the lineup, but beyond that, he changes games. You could see him have an offer but he robs a double and turns it into the third out of an inning. That that changes the math. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, by extension, he changes series. I mean, he's just he's a problem for people to plan around. Uh, you saw Bailey Hamilton kind of make things interesting for the Royals over the weekend. Right. Buxton's a better ball player. Like, so it's a long way of saying, yes, the Twins absolutely miss Byron Buxton. Don't get me wrong. They miss Marwin Gonzalez. They miss Mitch Garver, Jonathan Scope. It'd be nice to have your A lineup out there every night. But I think you've really noticed the absence of Buxton in the, what, dozen games or so that he's missed. I don't have the exact count offhand. Uh, maybe it's only nine or ten at this point. But optimistic news is that he could be returning pretty quickly, maybe even as early as the first game back. Uh, when the Twins return home tomorrow. I, I know the number of games that he's missed is a relatively small sample size in comparison to the rest of the season, but they're sub-500 without Byron Buxton. This is a team who's played as as well as 20 games above 500. So I know you can't really compare the two sample sizes, but they obviously, obviously missed that dude when he's not in the lineup and out there roving center field. Yeah, he changes it. I mean, you, you go from having someone who's a lightning bolt hitting ninth, and the best one of the best defenders in baseball, certainly the best defensive outfielder in baseball for my money. 
that's that's a big difference. Suddenly that out is now a double, or suddenly you, you if somebody you know gets a single or whatever. Let's say even he was as small of an impact as a pinch runner. Well, his ability to steal second base changes it too, because now first base with two outs is a very different picture from a run scoring perspective than second base and two outs to say nothing of the fact that he'll just put himself on second base by roping a double to the gap right this guy has been a major impact player for the twins and just reading uh, on twincities.com betsy halfand of the pioneer press had a a little optimistic note that Buxton could be back as soon as Tuesday there's a quote from Rocco Baldelli that I'm reading from Betsy's piece I would say that we have to feel like he is 100% before we activate him, manager Rocco Baldelli said. I can't tell you that he's 100% right now, but he's really getting close to that. So we're literally getting down to a discussion of days, whether it's either one day or the next, end quote. That would be a big, big boost for a Twins lineup that could use one to get Byron Buxton back in center field. Do you think that they... I don't want to say slow played or are slow playing his return, but yes, I do. Being a little careful, more careful with it than they would be if not for an eight-game lead in the division. So if my that math is right, when he went down, yeah, that's right. Well, and now it's down to eight, so oh. you got to start rushing him back. You know, little clenching over here, guys. <laughs> but you know, hey, single digits—it's a different ball game. I do think so. I I think it's possible. You know, last year he played through a broken toe for crying out loud, and now this year. He gets hit with a pitch on the wrist, and I'm not saying it's not uncomfortable or that he wouldn't be playing at something less than 100%, but I think it's possible that the big lead impacts your decision to then put him on the injured list. If my math is right, I think Tuesday is the first day he's eligible to be activated to come back from that. Um, Look, I don't know if he will be or not. It stands to reason that he would be, but I think that you saw the same thing play out with Nelson Cruz earlier, where they just couldn't quite get him right. Do I think he could have played? Yeah, but if the wrist was bugging you, take your time with that. The one injury that I don't think they really slow played is uh, Mitch Garver getting back from a high ankle sprain. He missed, what, 16 games or something ridiculous like that? Pretty much everybody else, I think rightfully so, they've taken the cautious approach with him and said, you know, hey, let's just make sure we get this thing right because one of the core tenants of Rocco Baldelli ball, right? We were talking about that this winter, right? What's Rocco ball look like? To me, one of the core philosophies, one of the core tenants is how can I have my A players playing at something close to 100%? What's their best physically? Oh, it means getting them off their feet and not taking pregame BP sometimes? Cool. Show and goes it is. I want you to show up and be ready for a 7-10 ball game, not 3.30 stretch in batting practice. What matters is what happens there between 7.10 and 11 o'clock. So I think that's an extension of that philosophy where you say, hey, you need a day here and we got an off day tomorrow? Awesome. I'm going to give it to you because I want your body fully rested and recovered, ready to perform at the highest level. And we have a huge lead in the division. I think that factors into <laughs> that the decision-making as well, right? Yeah, no doubt. That probably matters, too. These are probably injuries. Well, I, I can't say probably. I'm not in the trainer's room, and even if I was, I wouldn't know how to read an X-ray or an MRI because I'm not smart. That looks like a bone to me. <laughs> you got a bone there. Is that a foot? I think that's a foot. I don't know. But – 
I, 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 I have to assume that some of these injuries, these are things that guys would be playing through. And when you play through those injuries, A, you're, you're not as good when you're playing through it. And B, you're not giving it a chance to heal, which means you're going to be playing through it for longer. That's you, right. You know what I mean? So I think that that luxury of having a big division lead, a bigger lead than most teams have in their division right now, allows you to, to let these guys get fully healthy, which this type of stuff pays off in September and yes. October. Same yep. way I was saying that whatever wear and tear and and stress that they're compiling on the arms of the few bullpen guys that they do trust, we won't see the impact of that until September or October. The flip side of that is being able to slow play these guys and let them get back to 100% or close to it. You'll see the payoffs. You'll see the dividend, dividends of that near the end of the season. Yep, and say, too, that they have assembled a roster here. It's not only to the credit of the front office, but also to the players themselves that the depth is major league quality. You're not, oh, Jonathan Scope's hurt? Cool, well, all right, we got to go get Rami Makloff to play second base for a couple of days. No disrespect. You just would be taking <laughs> a pretty... hot corner guy myself. Down, yeah, you know, <laughs> all right, well, maybe you move Sano and make first, the math work. I can dig it out. <laughs> not like C.J. Crone you can't, but... This guy's a potential all-star. So, True. Uh, my point is just that the guys that they're going digging down to get, your Jake Caves, your Luis Arraiz, your Williams La Tortuga Astadio, they're not schlubs. They're guys you can trust and go put in a major league lineup and they acquit themselves well. I think that does give Rocco and Co. the ability to say, hey, Jonathan Scope, why don't you take it easy for a couple of days here? Let's make sure we get this thing right rather than try to grind through it and get your games total up to 158. At the end of the year, they don't hand out trophies for how many games you played. It's not attendance. It's how many games did your team win, and then were you ready to win them when the lights really turned on in October? Yeah, the thing... Did you have something there, man? No, no, go ahead. ahead. The the only thing that might be rushing these guys back is when a a Luis Arais goes out and gets four hits, and Jonathan Scope is like, man, am I about to lose my job? I'm feeling much better now. Is second base going to turn into a platoon? (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan Wally Pip Scope. (laughs) I don't look. The Twins have a bunch of good starters, too, so I don't foresee that being a real problem. But it it is, to the Twins' credit, that their their depth runs – 12, 13 deep, and it's not a situation where you feel like you got to grind out 159 ball games. You think that puts you in the best spot to get three hits every night? Heck no. You think that puts you in the best spot on October 10th to hit a home run in the late innings? Heck no. Right. The Twins are already planning for that eventuality of postseason baseball, keeping their guys fresh throughout the season, and I think you're right, Rami. I think you're going to start to see that pay off more in September and in October when guys are at their freshest. And when you're fresher than the other team. That's a, when you that's get into big, October and you're fresher than the team that you're in a seven-game series with. It's a big competitive advantage to just be able to focus on on those games. The, the, the lead helps them with that, but the depth of the roster is big, too. What about Jonathan Scope, Mitch Garver, the rest of the guys that are injured? Do we have yep. any timetable on their return yet? I, I don't have them offhand. No, I wasn't in Kansas City. But off day-to-day should help everybody. I can say that. Yeah. Mitch Garver, I don't think it's going to be too serious a little bit of a heel issue and Rocco said precautionary was the reason they took him out of that game um scope too. scope played after he got hurt so I don't think that's going to be a you know two three week absence kind of thing the Marwin Gonzalez was the one that I don't know I don't have a good beat on that situation um but I would say you get one of those guys back it's a big lift you get two what three was of the them back with Marwin again 
Uh, you put me on the spot here. Sorry. I can just Google that. No, I because didn't he – he got physically hurt, right? He got taken out of a game. I yeah, thought it was – oh, yeah, it was during the 17-inning game. He he was replaced by Kepler. When Kepler, Kepler came Kepler in in, like, the seventh game. inning. It was a hamstring injury. Okay, yeah, so I was, uh, I was not at that 17-inning marathon. But I don't know. I think that there is something to be said about rest and recovery that the Twins have been really sort of, I, I would say, ahead of the – ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah, other teams are going to run through their guys and kind of grind them down, and sometimes that's by necessity you have to. But the three injuries that I that I mentioned before, Marwin, I think are kind of lesser severe. And that's more of a let's play it safe, let's be smart about this and have this guy ready for October, not June 25th. Today's probably the perfect off day for them. Well, right? they needed this. Considered? I mean, they, they needed, needed this bad. I mean, you got a good Tampa Bay team coming in. Uh, for uh, for a few games this week, so I think today more than any, I mean, you you never complain about having an off day. There's never a bad time for it, but it seems like today is like the perfect time. For well, them. and I, now I didn't see an update, but Jose Brios came out of that game. You guys see, he was like looking at his hand or something. It was I don't know if it was a blister. It like a blister. Was a blister. And, yeah. and if that's yeah. the case, nice to have five days off instead of four or sure. three. And I don't I, like I don't know. I I didn't see his hand, and I haven't seen anything on what's the severity of that injury but you can add in an extra off day there for an a starting pitcher who's got really nothing to prove in the regular season you don't want him to be trying to force his way through if it is a blister or some minor minor thing like that some acute injury on his hand rather let's get this taken care of nip it in the bud get you back out there for your 32 starts if we can i'd go as far as to say that if he has to skip a start fine you have an eight game lead in the division the magic number is 78 on june 24th zach Littell, what are you doing later this week exactly <laughs> you want to stretch it out for a start yeah. here bud i don't want to keep ripping that thing back open if if jose brios needs to miss a start fine heck no yeah totally yeah. fine with that no absolutely i think the twins are in a really good spot they're in the driver's seat what i would like to see boys keep your foot on the gas, yes. not just in terms of winning games. Go help supplement this roster and make it a real World Series club. This has been the Score North First Place Twins Show. If you missed any portion of this show, you can go back and listen to it anytime you please at scorenorth.com or on the Score North mobile app. Wherever you download podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, coming up next, Matthew Collar back in the saddle for Purple Daily. Some Vikings talk for the next two hours before Mackie and Judd with Rami live from CHS Field. For Derek and Manny, Rami Makhlouf saying thanks for listening to the Score North.